0: Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And this week, we watched Surviving Christmas, which came out in 2004. It stars Ben Affleck and Christina Applegate with a supporting cast of Catherine O'Hara and James Gandolfini. And I feel like I'm missing somebody important.
1: Jennifer... Jennifer once upon a time house who went to Loyola University, Chicago, majored in Mm -hmm. theater and minored in English and was born on April 12th. So she is essentially me 10 years, 10 years ahead. And also I don't have her acting career, but we have the same birthday, the same alma mater, the same major and minor from said alma mater. Wow.
0: You could have made out with Ben Affleck.
1: This was peak Ben Affleck hotness. This was like when I discovered Ben Affleck as a child and I was like, I am heterosexual and I want to have sex with that man. But like, and in like a child way,
0: this maybe movie, not, this is maybe
1: a little after, but like my love for Ben Affleck began with Armageddon when I was like nine and
0: was still going was older here. than I had remembered. Um, yeah. Or I don't know time is just a mind fuck, but like, so he looks so like, like never. Is there an ad
1: for, please hydrate and going on allegedly alcohol benders, allegedly than Ben Affleck's current face (laughs) that I'm sorry. I was just looking at pictures of him and Jennifer Lopez. And it's like, he was so fucking dreamy in 2004. And now he looks like a man who spent a great portion of his twenties and thirties downing alcohol, which I think is true. So.
0: I was thinking that I like, Young Ben Affleck didn't really do it for me because his face was like too porcelain. Whereas, like I kind of like a grittier salt and pepper Ben Affleck. Like, have you looked at his IMDb headshot photo? Man, looks good. Um, you because of
1: uh, we all are still in love with the men that represent where we came from and because of where we were raised. You love a man who looks like he's been an alcohol bender for most for decades. True. We love uh, an Irish Catholic boy who has been fucking through it. Um, was I looking at his IMDb? Oh wait, we forgot to say this movie was came out in two thousand four, and holds. Do you know what this holds on Rotten Tomatoes? Carrie,
0: did you look it up? Like I a did. fourteen. I don't know what does it cut hold? that in half? A seven <laughs> percent. Wait, are you telling me? Hold on. Maybe it's fair. Are you telling me that this has a Worse score than Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. I don't remember
1: what, go. I can guess I can flip back in my little notebook here. Correct. Significantly. I think Ghosts of Girlfriends Past is a better movie than this. I think they're both garbage. I think we've, we really packed the good Christmas movies in our first two years of doing this podcast. And now, okay, his IMDb picture is pretty hot, but that's edited and staged. Not just like a man
0: walking about town, like. This was curated. I like a I like a salt and pepper Ben Affleck. Great, uh, sure. Um. Okay, we, so, we
1: we gotta we gotta. People we we'll have to make better Christmas movies if we're gonna keep doing.
0: Here's that. the thing about this movie versus Ghosts of Girlfriend's Past. Like from a film critic standpoint, do I think on the whole Ghosts of Girlfriend's Past is a better movie? Probably. Yes did I enjoy myself more watching this movie? Absolutely.
1: Maybe I struggle to say this, but like maybe feministly this one is, I don't think either
0: of them are good feministly, oh, but at least absolutely this one is better. From but at least Disney. we like, don't have no like, question.
1: Right. Jennifer Gardner fixing a broken man. That was her real life in her marriage with Ben Affleck. Allegedly, please stay away from me um no tagging yeah, i kind of Aff- like on the of, coming ghost from of
0: girlfriend's past so like we get this intro okay so the premise of this movie and then let me go back to my let's put a pin in my thought about ghost of girlfriend's past the premise of this movie is that ben affleck is like a very wealthy successful Ad advertising exactly? yeah he's like a modern you know an early aughts Don draper if you will Um and he doesn't do very well with like close intimate relationships um he often spends christmas alone this christmas he decides he's going to surprise his girlfriend with a trip to fiji and she's like no i want to spend it with my family i'm not going to fiji with you and so once again he's alone for the holidays and he in i what i thought was a very funny scene um tracks down her psychiatrist and asks for advice about how not to be lonely at Christmas. And the psychiatrist tells him to go somewhere that reminds him of his childhood and like write down his grievances and burn it and say, I forgive you. So he goes to the
1: psychiatrist played by Stephen, the guy from sure. But in my head, the guy from office space who loves the stapler, who is also the guy from get out who wants Daniel Kaluuya's eyes.
0: Yes. Spoiler alert. Um. So he goes to his childhood home, question mark, we'll come back to that because I'm not ever clear if it's actually his childhood home. Um, And like essentially like rents the family that's living there to like pretend to be his family so that he's not alone on Christmas.
1: Yes. And it's James Gandolfini and Catherine O'Hara, which should be just a dynamite pairing. And yet,
0: I mean, they're both, I I would lay down my life for either one. I loved him but hold on let me go back to my ghost of girlfriend's past okay so we get this intro this like kind of montage intro where we like get sort of like the low down and dirty kind of a classic like character development like quick intro of like who this guy is and there are some similarities between him and the Matthew McConaughey McConaughey character in that they're like both very successful both kind of like bros who don't have very like aren't very good at relationships don't establish like intimacy in any way regardless of whether it's romantic but this movie did a much and yes the premise is totally different and yes like the characters are very ultimately very different but like I in that intro care about Ben Affleck far more than I did about McConaughey like in ghost of girlfriends past I immediately was like I don't care about this character I don't care if he finds love I feel nothing for him whereas the athletic character is sadder and there's something like more sympathetic about him and he doesn't sexually assault anyone he doesn't sexually assault anyone
1: movie really wins a lot by not having him sexually assault anyone in the opening sequence
0: (laughs) (laughs) um But I also, this is kind of a hot take. I feel like there's something inherently more endearing and sympathetic about Ben Affleck than there is about McConaughey. I 100% agree with that. I think that Affleck, now this movie, I am not, I am going to like this movie more than you did, but I am not by any stretch of the imagination going to say that this movie is good. But I think Affleck works best When he's a little bit sad and a little bit unhinged. And this movie allowed him to do both.
1: First of all, I think you're right. I think like Ben Affleck, we like him a little sad and a little unhinged. Maybe that's because Ben Affleck is himself like a little bit sad and a little unhinged. Mm -hmm. I also think Ben Affleck is a better this maybe is a hot take. I think Ben Affleck is a better actor than Matthew McConaughey. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's a more interesting actor. I don't think either of them are tops at acting. Um, but I do think Ben Affleck does a better job of being, of making us care about him.
0: Yes. I, I also think you. he does a better job, like, in this completely banana pants movie, A, he does a better job of making me care about him, but he also does a better job of making me forget that he's Ben Affleck. Like, in Ghost of Girlfriends Past, I didn't once forget I was watching Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Because I a I mean, I knew I was watching Ben Affleck, but like I got invested in the character and like his performance didn't pull me out of the movie in the same way McConaughey's did.
1: I do think he was completely um, outmatched comedically with the other three leads of this movie, which part of that is like Christina, like Catherine O'Hara is a world-class comedic actress. James Gandolfini was one of the best actors that walked this earth and I think Christina Applegate is like a very funny I'm I'm an Applegate stan I think she's like a very funny very endearing actress so part of that was just like
0: you're just not gonna match these three people I also Um, think it would have had something I mean I agree with you like I don't think Affleck's gonna go toe-to-toe comedy wise with any any of those three including Gandolfini but I do think it also had to do with like their characters like affleck was playing like the crazy person insane at one
1: point i wrote down therapy and then under it i was like also meds like this man needs to be right
0: (laughs) and we should use a better word we shouldn't use crazy or insane those are not right fair words but um like he he's playing like this sort of like over the top like unhinged like what am I what's a better word than crazy like just whereas there I think like like we're like making a joke at it but mentally unwell like mentally yeah
1: crazy is not the word to use but this man is not it comes out later his like backstory that he ultimately confesses to Christina Applegate is that like his dad left on Christmas and then as they were poor so which you're right like it doesn't make sense then how do they own this beautiful home and they call it Lincolnwood it's the actual house in Forest Glen like in this like beautiful neighborhood but like so basically, his mom had to work uh, double shifts at the diner on Christmas, and so he would spend Christmas just like sitting at the diner. And he always dreamed of like a happy Christmas. Although at one point, like she shows up, and he's like, "No, I don't have a sister. This doesn't work." But it's also like, "But you, you do have a brother." Like he's just like created an entire fake reality for himself. Correct. That is like, if this were not a comedy, like you could also make this a drama and be like, "Oh, this man is is ill and needs help," not to fall in love with someone he's pretending and his is his sister
0: at one point there's like an implication that he's based this fantasy on his friend's family but like that's never clarified also like his name is carved into the tree outside this house and so maybe it man, is
1: his house
0: it's never but like cl- like it is never clear to me like was this the house he grew up in also like the way that it we're is, introduced... but then like, how
1: did his mom who was working double shifts at a diner like, afford this house? Like, I
0: don't, like, did she, they just get to keep the house after the dad left? Like, I need I need a breakdown. Also like, there's this implication that like Gandolfini and O'Hara have been married since like, they got pregnant as teenagers essentially like and are like very, become very like stagnant in their life and like to me, it reads like we've been in the same house for years and years, but but not because like this kid grew up there. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Well, and they have, I can get sense. like maybe generationally or different, except they have a daughter
1: who's at least like close in age to Ben Affleck. And then at one point they're talking about growing up in the neighborhood. And I'm like, I'm from a Chicago neighborhood. If I meet someone who also grew, I know how this works. If I meet someone who also grew up in that neighborhood, we're very likely going to know each other. If not like be connected by only a few people and I am to believe that the two of you have never met
0: but you grew up in the same like or like close in high school like right like what am I watching like yeah there's not that many high schools in Lincolnwood
1: like you and I just went to a wake of an uncle of kids we went of our our close friends we went to high school with and like it's just like people walk in and you're like I know that like It's just so weird to me, especially because this movie takes place in a Chicago neighborhood to not be like, no, I'm sorry, you know, each other or, you know, of each other or you have mutual friends
0: or that like Applegate's like, how come I've never heard of you? You know, like, how come? Like, who do you know? When did you where'd you go to high school? When did you graduate?
1: The backstory of this is very not flushed out. And it and that was another reason, like, I think I said before we started recording or before or in like the beginning so maybe it'll be there maybe you'll cut it out but like I very rarely watch a rom-com and I'm like I want that I'm always like that that, that could have been shorter I want a tight hour and a half this was a tight hour and a half and it needed another 15 minutes I needed their relationship to be built more before I believed they fell in love with each other and I needed a more solid backstory give me a good hour 45 or like cut his weird girlfriend showing up I don't know yeah but it was so things were moving so quickly
0: up again
1: also because people show up unannounced in movies in a way that they truly never do in real life she literally was like i was spending christmas with my family but now we're here outside your family because i'm so excited to find out you have a family and also my hair is in a weird like bouffant
0: <laughs> although that scene was worth it solely for her like christmas taffeta dress that was really fucking cute particularly for 2004
1: jennifer morrison
0: jennifer morrison yep 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 born april 12th
1: 1979 in chicago illinois she is exactly 10 years older than i am to the day <gasps> on house she played someone named allison there's too many coincidences something is something's a i missed. also think she, didn't she die on house i've never i've seen like a handful of episodes of house in my life um fascinating we're in chicago okay i won't like we won't make this <laughs> uh there was at least when i was at loyola pictures of her in the green room at loyola oh, university that's lovely i actually think they got a whole new theater since i was there so they probably took down her pictures but maybe not she's like our most famous alumna um anyway yes this movie moves far too quickly and like when christine when he first when Christina Applegate first shows up she's like annoyed which you would be too if you like came home for Christmas and your parents were like we're being paid $250,000 for this like man to pretend he's in our family you'd be like this is strange
0: and I'm worried about us Um, and yet at the same time I was like if some random man paid me $350,000 to pretend to be his family for Christmas would I do it I do it probably um, their probably. kids are older so there's not particularly because like anything- i keep getting emails from the fucking government being like beginning in february we're gonna start taking your money again for student loans we haven't needed you to pay for two years
1: oh i got a lovely email from Nelnet, one of my student loan services today that was written like they were they were the nicest people in the world and like can't wait to start working with you again and like reach out to us if there's anything you need there's nothing i need i can't pay it And you won't be receiving any money from me,
0: right? There's nothing I need.
1: You can stay away. Don't have. You haven't needed my money for two years. You don't need it now. There's no way in hell am I paying back my student loans, right? Like, I'm not doing it. We're just not doing it. This is a bad
0: Joe. Let's talk about this for a minute, Joe Biden. That is, we're not. We're just not going to pay them. Come on, Joe.
1: We're not doing it. Build back better, okay? This is not building back better. Um. Yeah, no. I would, I would let a strange, um, but seemingly harmless man pay me money to pretend to be my son, Um, which is what James Gandolfini does, and that's why I believe him. Um, He then, I guess, like he then like help. He's like helps the kid get comfortable with his like porn obsession. (laughs) He like helps I don't know. Um, Okay, so
0: I like part of what I did do like about this movie. And again, I do not feel like it was fleshed out. I think you're right. Like this movie needed some additional stirring, if you will. But I do feel like there's something, the like concept of this man needs this family to not feel lonely. And he ultimately ends up helping them like stay together as like a cohesive family unit and like rediscover all this. I was like, that's nice. And I buy it somewhat with the Catherine Harrow and James Gandolfini and their marriage and whatever but the whole time I was like I feel bad for this teenage boy who like keeps getting like moved around to different bedrooms and like traumatized by this this man living in his home and then at the end it's all supposed to be okay because Ben Affleck like teaches him how to talk to girls in like a 10 second interaction that was the one storyline where I was like this this character was not needed or we needed far more to happen
1: also like at one point when ben affleck first shows up they're like they're like a kid teenage son whose name i forget you're gonna sleep in the guest room and then the next scene is him in the living room and i and then they kick him out of the living room and into like an attic or something because the grandpa shows up because ben affleck has hired someone to play his grandpa and i'm like what we're not even addressing that at one point they were like you can stay in the guest room like Like, what? Also, as you were talking about the premise of this movie being very good, it struck me that the premise of this movie is the exact same as the premise of While You Were Sleeping. A lonely person gets indoctrinated into a family who she then falls in love with them and helps them realize their own. And that movie has, I mean, you and I have said many times is one of our favorites. It is much better done. And still very funny, and and this movie is so it can't so like you're right. It's a very good premise that we that can be done very well, and this isn't it. No, will I watch while you were sleeping again tonight? Even though I just watched it under a week ago, maybe the answer is quite possibly.
0: Yeah, there. Um, I think that there's something, and I think we probably talked about this when we did while you were sleeping. But like, there's something enormously. Relatable and Christmassy about like the loneliness that comes with the holidays when you have this sort of like forced joyfulness or like forced togetherness, and then you either don't have that or you're not feeling that for whatever reason. And like, I think we've all had those moments, and so that's a very relatable story. And so, there are pieces in this story, and like the emotional piece of this story that I feel like it's like almost there like like you were on to something but you're right you you didn't get there like you didn't mix it enough it's like a cake when
1: you don't mix it enough it just goes
0: like the ingredients are there I mean you have Catherine O'Hara, Christina Applegate, Ben Affleck, James Gandolfini and there are there are glimmers of this movie being maybe not good but like better but it just doesn't ever quite all come together. Well,
1: and as soon as it feel like we're like getting to an emotional point or getting to something funny, we like jump ahead. We like move it's like this movie doesn't want to live. I think comedies, specifically romantic comedies, do very well when they like live in the emotional moments. Right. And like and this movie just like hits them and runs away. And it's like no, I get that you want to be like kind of a zany comedy. Like I get what we're going for but you still have to make me care about these characters. And so I'm going to need us to like, we can sit in emotional moments and it also be funny. Right. But like, they're just sort of like, let's not Catherine or uh, Christina Applegate is mad that like, he only knows how to show his feelings with like grand romantic gestures. And so she like tries to say that to him but then just like runs away. And then we're like, then immediately into the zaniness of his girlfriend showing up. It's just, right. I I needed- I needed to live in the emotions and live in the silences a little bit longer, right? And this movie like didn't want to do it, and so by the end right. of it, I was like, that was just like underwhelming. Yeah, I was just underwhelmed by it all. Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to spend an hour and a half with James Gandolfini and and Catherine O'Hara and feel underwhelmed.
0: Yeah, I mean, watch
1: best in show tonight
0: their interactions were probably my favorite like i think like their interactions their chemistry um were some of my favorite movement moments in the movie like the scene at the end where he goes to the theater and like their interactions and how they make up i thought was really sweet there there was like an emotional impact in this like he's like if I left, I don't, wouldn't have anywhere to go, and, the most like, Chicago I don't Chicago
1: of, like, we can't get divorced, which is, like, I don't got anywhere else to go. Should we just not get divorced? And they're, like, sure. <laughs> I was, like, that's this but is it very was like, true
0: to life. There was, right. It's, like, these two people that, like, don't really know how to be emotionally vulnerable with each other, and, like, this is what they are. I don't know. It just, like, it was done very well. They're great. Both, fan like, two of the most fantastic actors. um, And, like, in this completely like banana pants plot it was like actually some dialogue that I was like oh this is lovely and I think Um,
1: partially because it was like oh this is like very this is like maybe it was maybe one of the like better written moments of the movie but like not super well written but like very they did very well acted with what they had yeah and in a way where it's like that was never sort of served anywhere else even and even though we like Christina Applegate I think Christina Applegate's a great actor I think Ben Affleck is a fine actor but like maybe you just needed like the greatest of all time to elevate this movie into anything worth watching and so only yeah. the moments with James Gandolfini and Catherine O'Hara who are two of the greatest of all time does that really work
0: yeah I mean, there were some, honestly, like, I know you disagree, but like, there were some moments in this movie when I laughed out loud, there were some moments that I found genuinely funny. What were um, they? the, um, so like when Christine Applegate first shows up and I don't even remember the exchange, but like, she's talking to her mom and she's like, um, like, I'm not going to go along with this or like, I'm not going to act like this is okay. And her mom, Catherine Harrow is like, oh honey, we would never expect you to.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: They're very funny. I want like them on a road trip as mother and daughter. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I, I want that movie. Um, Or the, when they like light, when Affleck like lights up the Christmas tree and the kid is like, I can smell my eyeballs burning. Like, like I think this is what I was maybe saying earlier is that part of why it feels like Affleck is not keeping up comedy wise with the other actors is like his, like what he's doing is far more like broad and physical and over the top. Whereas everybody else is doing something like much subtler, subtler, Mm -hmm. more subtle Subtle -er. um, and drier. And so it's, it that like that is more my brand of comedy like I think that stuff is funnier and and the delivery and the timing from all those people is is so good um that I did find myself laughing at times
1: I also think in I was gonna say maybe this is a hot take but probably not we have said hot take a lot this episode I also like I think what would make Ben Affleck sort of over-the-top comedy work is that everyone else is more grounded in reality than he is I think the disconnect is actually that ben affleck is not a great physical comedian yes like this movie is begging for it to be david schwimmer or someone like somebody who is very good at physical comedy
0: because like
1: which ben affleck that's like maybe not where he shines And I think that was sort of like, and so like the other people get to be funnier because they are good at that type of comedy, and maybe Ben Affleck is a little bit miscast. Yeah, I think that's a fair because he was like the hottie of two thousand four.
0: Yeah, because we're in like we're in like his Pearl Harbor era. Yeah, Um, that's interesting. I do wonder if this movie would have landed a little better if we'd put like a true comic in that role yeah I'm trying to, to think of like
1: who it would be in 2004 and like obviously David Trimmer is in my opinion not like nearly as handsome as Ben Affleck but it is like very good at physical comedy and I'm now trying to think of like who the like hot version of this would be and I don't know like
0: god damn it I feel it. like would now it... does, does this movie need a Ryan Reynolds I hate to say it maybe kind of like does it yeah
1: because it like- honestly has
0: airs of this this has a just
1: frenziness to it and i guess the like rich guy going home I'm it glad does we didn't, yeah i'm glad we didn't have like a fat suit going on but but ryan reynolds was better at the physical comedy yeah um also similar to ghost of girlfriends past not quite as bad as as uh Matthew McConaughey's like Texas accent in Ghosts of Girlfriend's Past that was never explained. But there were a couple of times when Ben Affleck talked and I was like, I am going to need you to get a dialect coach because you're supposed to be from Chicago. And you just said uh, my cat at the coffee shop. Like he said coffee shop at one point, And I was like, it's coffee shop. Like what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> he, this, is, this was like before he like truly lost the Boston accent. <laughs> it was just right. And he saw a little bit of Southie left in him. Yes, Packet um, at the coffee shop. I was like, I was like, ooh, that's some. I gotta watch Goodwill Hunting now. There's it's weird that they like pretend to be. It's like played for humor and it is funny, but it's also like they're pretending to be, he and Christina Applegate are pretending to be brother and sister. And his girlfriend who breaks up with him because she sees him like making talking about making out and then like making out with someone she thinks is his sister it's just like I was like this is the like incest comedy is weird and I know it's not real but I was, it's just like uh, there's so many jokes about how he's making out with his sister and I was like I can't like you're right that he is pretending that's his sister and also they're making out is weird to me
0: yeah also she doesn't break up with him he dumps her he like she like, well, I mean, to be fair, she like comes uninvited to his quote unquote home with her very rich family and her buffanti hair. And then like all hell breaks loose, and she ends up finding out that like her father's not her father. And then he's like, funny. and then he's like, Hey, by the way, also I don't want to date you anymore. And I was like, This poor this girl poor woman, like, what the hell? Poor Jennifer Morrison. Um, Um, Oh another line that did make me laugh was when so like in order to like make up with her because he's wanted to go to Fiji and she was like very offended by him wanting to go to Fiji which is also a wild concept but um, Christmas is for her rich family she wants to know his family. I'm like, fucking yeah, Fiji. there's like this implication at the beginning that like he can't be in a relationship unless he like has a family and gets along with them. And I was like, well, when did that become a standard for being in a relationship? That's so fucked up.
1: I dream to find a man is like, I don't like my family. So I can be like, good. You're spending every holiday with mine. You were never going to see like, them again anyway.
0: Like, God forbid somebody break ties with their toxic family, which is obviously not the storyline here. But like, I was just like, OK, wild, wild um standard but whatever so anyway he said like he wasn't being open
1: she hadn't met his family she didn't know anything about his family he wasn't being open with her about things
0: yes yes but she says to him like and again this is probably an issue with like the dialogue and the writing but she says to him like how can we be in a relationship if you like don't even or like how can you love me if you don't love your family and I was just like wait what (laughs) like we've we've taken a turn Um, what? So anyway, so then to like make up with her, like make it right with her, he sends her a Cartier bracelet. And she keeps pronouncing she, it Cartier. And she's like with her family. And um, her dad's like, Oh, that's really nice. And her mom's like, uh, I mean, it's a day bracelet. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was well, so That was a line. Also he had his
1: assistant pick it out and write the heartfelt note because he couldn't. So it was all
0: yes. Um yeah. It's there's plot holes. <laughs> there are gaping holes. They're it's also emotional
1: like you're right like that's not an emotional reasoning for anything. Like someone needed to come in and be like let's write some like actual reasons why this couple would break up not that like it, it, he doesn't have a family.
0: Well, so I don't know if you noticed this and this is something you've taught me but like the writing credits at the beginning were There were four people and it was two teams. It was like a person, ampersand, person, and then the word and, and then person, ampersand, person. I know you've taught me well, which
1: is bursting with pride. This is how you must feel when I super understand legal terms. So yes, this movie went through a lot of rewrites is what I gathered from it. Cause it also had like a story by two people. And I think they were like, it was, that was like, so it was like the story by one of the teams. And then they clearly did a draft of it. And then they brought in another team to do another pass at it. And sometimes when that happened, there are like examples of that happening that yield a very good movie. Smart is famously a movie and full disclosure, I know, and worked for uh, two of the women who wrote Smart, but that was written by, in the end, four different women. And I think I never read any of the early drafts, but like Smart is a very good movie And part of my understanding is like all of those women sort of knew each other and like, like, I just think like that process maybe yielded a better result than, but a lot of times when you get like too many cooks in the
0: kitchen, you end up with. So I take. Right. To carry that analogy further. I take back that this movie was not stirred enough. I think maybe it was stirred too much.
1: Also something bad that happens to a cake. You have to mix a cake
0: just the right amount. Correct. I just think like there was, I, I, I think maybe there were too many hands or maybe there were like some really big problems and they tried to fix them. And so just didn't quite come together. Yes.
1: I do not want to in any way imply that the people who are writing this movie aren't good writers because lord knows you can have good writers write a movie and it turns out bad but this just felt like to like it yeah like something maybe noted to death maybe like yeah teams just disagreed like something went wrong in the process
0: yeah that
1: then just yielded like you're right a movie with the right bones that just never really came together
0: yeah well, I also wonder, like, given the Affleck involvement, if like once like a studio bought it, if it got kind of like hacked up and like made into, you know, like the Christmas rom com vehicle for like the it guy of the moment, and that that kind of like took it a yeah off of where it maybe was originally, and yeah, yeah, it ended up
1: feeling messy i will also say uh there is one black person in this movie and he's quite literally a prop um it's like so ben affleck has hired this like local like community theater actor to play his grandfather. And then he's called to um, be in the Christmas Carol that night. So he sends his understudy from the Christmas Carol, which is all like all of that. I'm buying funny, funny that he hires a local theater guy to play his grandpa. Funny that grandpa gets called away or Duda or whatever they're calling him gets pulled away to be in the Christmas Carol. And then they send his understudy, but then his understudy, the joke is then that his understudy is a black guy. And they now have to convince Ben Affleck's girlfriends Jennifer Morrison and her family that that's actually his grandpa and like the man has like very few lines except that he keeps hitting on Catherine O'Hara and it's like oh he's like literally a prop like in yeah. a movie
0: with no other black people except like no there were there were Ben Affleck's assistant like and the lawyer all people in like service roles in like serving the plot
1: yes it, it was just like when he showed up yeah. and it was like this is the joke I was like Ooh, this is if you're gonna do it you gotta be serving people of color much better than you already are. And also like, I don't know if I was dating a guy and he was like, here's my grandpa and his grandfather was a different race. I'd be like, all right, somewhere in there. Someone was, I don't know that I'd be like red flag. This isn't his grandpa. I would just be like, okay, someone was adopted at some point. You know what I mean? Like people have relatives that are different races than (laughs) them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It just felt a little bit like, do you guys not understand that sometimes people have family members that are different races? Yeah. about the joke? I don't know. I just
0: it was a little bit icky. Um, yeah, there were there were a couple of things in this movie where I was just like, ugh, like they when Affleck's trying to convince Jennifer Morrison and her family not to come, he says, like a member of the family is challenged and like like there's this like weird disability joke that's made. It felt kind of off and again like unnecessary um yeah also like in the scene so like he and Christina Applegate the sequence of events is like he and Christina Applegate are connecting then he does this wonderful thing for her but then he takes it too far she gets mad she leaves Jennifer Morrison and her family show up And then Christine Applegate comes back, obviously. So now he's got like the two women in his life who are both there. And he has to like, you know, keep up this charade. So obviously like farcical comedy ensues, but like Christine Applegate comes back and she's apologizing to him. And he says some like really awful things to her about like, that are like very dismissive and it's all played for laughs, but it just, again, it's never has to own up for it. (laughs) Right. Like it just was all kind of like, why? Why do I care about this couple? Like, why? Why do I want them to end up together? Other than I like them both, and they look good when they make out. Like, I don't understand. And they're both pretty. I did write uh, Christina Applegate and Jennifer
1: Morrison should team up in Goodbye Earl him, which is maybe <laughs> too harsh. But I was like, poor guy.
0: He, like these, like this guy is not deserving of these women. <laughs> like He could be if he would like get some um, therapy. Help therapy, maybe some medication. I cannot wait until we watch a
1: rom-com where we're like, everyone here and it's never going to happen because we're talking about comedies. But it's like, everyone here has done the work on themselves and they are now ready to be together. <laughs> like,
0: right. Not this guy.
1: These not this guy. through some
0: childhood shit. There's Which, like, we all, we all do, man. It's all right.
1: Honestly, I feel like <laughs> While You Were Sleeping is a movie where I'm like, these two people have done the work on themselves and yes is she lying and saying that a man in a coma is her fiance and is that a little cuckoo sure but it was a classic misunderstanding and now these two people like worked on themselves and understand their shortcomings and are becoming better people
0: and they deserve each other I'm not sure about that but yes I do think our like maybe we should change the name of this podcast to like these people need therapy like every rom-com character needs therapy
1: Get all these people a BetterHelp subscription. Yeah, you are not sponsored by BetterHelp, but happily would be. Yeah, we love therapy here. We think everyone should get it. Um, I'm, he's writing James Gandolfini a check. I was like, two thousand four. It's like I'll get, yeah, James Gandolfini like shows up for his money and to have an emotional like, your dad's not always going to leave you a moment. And he was like, but also you owe me money. And then Ben Affleck says, I'll write you a check. At one point, he, this is my legal question, as proud as I am of you for learning the difference between and and an ampersand. I need to know. At one point, James Gandolfini is like, I'll do that if you pay me more money. And Ben Affleck is like, that's extortion. And I was like, isn't it just like negotiating? He's not like, he's just like, you're already paying me money. You want me to do more? You have to pay me more money. That's
0: not extortion, is it? No, no. It was a joke because Athletic was between a rock and a hard place. And so he needed, he needed him to do it.
1: So I totally know, but like maybe explain extortion for our listeners. Um, it would be like if you don't do this, I'm gonna leak nude photos of you, right? I guess that's
0: blackmail. Yeah, I mean potato potato, essentially. Hold on. Let me hold on. I'm just going into the legal books. Oh my god, have you seen the pictures?
1: Miranda in the new sex in the city, just like walking around carrying a legal book.
0: <laughs> yes. A
1: woman I've who theoretically them. has been practicing law at a very high level. I mean, she made partner 20 20 plus years ago at this point.
0: She's still like, I gotta have my book in case I gotta look up a statue <laughs> on oh, the subway. So cool. First of all, there's a couple of things about that picture that crack me up. First of all, it's like a legal textbook. It's not, it's not like maybe a-,
1: for a professor,
0: maybe. But even still, personally, if I were a professor and I had like a legal textbook like that, I would not carry it around the city. It would stay in my office because nowadays, like there's an electronic version of that if you need it to like be with you at all times.
1: Perhaps like apparently. those things are like, fucking we gotta heavy. Remind
0: people that Miranda's a lawyer. I didn't even you carry those things stand around. And a textbook. I didn't even th- carry those things around when I was in law school, like that shit's too heavy they're too heavy oh by using force or threat so like yes blackmail is a form of extortion but so like it's like rectangle and and squares like all squares are rectangles but not all rectangles are squares like all blackmail is extortion but not all extortion is blackmail
1: there was uh, a diabetic joke, which I love to call out because they're uh, never good. And it was like, Doodah can't eat cookies because he's a diabetic. And then the actor playing Doodah is like, I'm not a diabetic. Um, uh, and then they were like, you don't eat the cookies. and it, Or no, then they, they were like, I'm trying to remember now. Maybe it was he was like, I am a diabetic. No, this is right. it. He was like, I'm a diabetic. I can't eat the cookies. So red flag number one. I'm a diabetic and I do eat the cookies. You can eat the cookies if you're a diabetic. But then they were like forcing them on him. And I'm like, okay, but also now he set a boundary about what he's comfortable eating. And you're, because sometimes as a diabetic, I I like to like put my sweet aside until my blood sugar comes down. I don't know. This is a very niche complaint, but diabetes representation in media is bad. So I'm going to complain about it in this 2004 movie.
0: (laughs) You know what else was a funny line in this movie? Hmm. when (laughs) Catherine O'Hara is like giving Jennifer Morrison's family a tour of the house and she's like these are the stairs we like to use them for going up
1: (laughs) I love Catherine O'Hara
0: that's what I say is like I enjoyed myself look I watched this movie this morning while like putting away some laundry folding some clothes this was the perfect movie for that like this movie was enjoyable for having you know while doing background or while doing household chores
1: I will never watch this movie again but I'm glad you (laughs) had an experience
0: this is not entering my
1: Christmas rom-com lexicon
0: no listen I'm not gonna like I got do you know how many fucking rom-com Christmas rom-coms there are on Netflix now like I don't have time for this movie really but I will say if you need something very light and ridiculous on in the background while you're folding laundry this is not a bad choice
1: i mean even like classic our classic or like christmas movies i like to return to but once a year like i will be watching love actually this christmas season i understand it is rife with problems i still love it it still makes me cry i'm not ever gonna watch this again which speaking of maybe when i hang up i'm gonna watch one of three princess switches because if you are not signed to watch- up to be a Patreon subscriber, we our first episode is coming, but in the holiday season, and we're watching all three princess switches. All three, man. Hudgens on Hudgens on Hudgens. Yeah. Too much, too little? We'll find out. I don't think it's gonna be too little. I don't think we're gonna watch those movies and be like, hmm, I could have done with some more Hudgens. <laughs> <laughs> but I never thought I'd watch a rom com and be like, I think that should have been longer. So you never know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so crazier shit has happened.
1: Like, this is just um, the perfect you anything, amount of
0: Hudgens. Do you have anything else to say about surviving Christmas? Yeah, I think it needed more Hudgens. <laughs> yes. Right. Subscribe to our Patreon so that you can hear all of our thoughts about Vanessa Hudgens' thoughts on COVID.
1: Um, um, I have a feeling that in the Patreon we're going to get even more unhinged than we do here just for the freedom of knowing it's behind a paywall. Yes.
0: Truly. <laughs>
1: Uh, um, I have nothing else to say about surviving Christmas.
0: I don't I, either. What are we I, watching next? Oh, wait, we have a good movie next. We are yes, finally gonna like finally. of our ghosts of girlfriends past surviving Christmas slump. Next week we are watching Elf,
1: a lovely little Christmas flick, rom com. Yeah. Who's to say? Vaguely, there's a romantic
0: subplot. Enough.
1: Yeah, a blonde Zoe Deschanel we're in. Um, yeah. Yes. So join us in two weeks for our final episode of this Christmas season, which will be elf in one week. Our, um, first Patreon episode will be up. Um, so please make sure you sign up for that. If you would like to, um, you can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on Twitter at hold underscore up underscore podcast. Um, Yeah. Bye. Thanks for joining us and bye.